Welcome to the Massachusetts Association of Realtors Sidebar Podcast, a usually short podcast that covers legal and regulatory issues that Massachusetts realtors should know about. I'm Eric Berman, MAR's Communications Director and one of your hosts. I'm joined by... I'm Katherine Taylor. I am the Associate Counsel here at MAR. And a fabulous co-host. And today we'll be discussing agency basics. Okay, Katherine, if we're talking agency basics, what is agency? So agency basically defines the way that a real estate professional works with somebody during a real estate transaction. Okay, so when you say somebody, do you mean a client? Well, so that somebody could be a client, it could be a buyer or a seller, but it could also be somebody who's a customer who is not your client. Okay. What type of relationships could a Massachusetts realtor have with somebody? Right. So a uh, real estate uh, licensee could work with somebody as a buyer representative, a seller representative, a facilitator, or they could have a non-agency relationship and simply work with them as a customer. Okay. So I know when it comes to talking agency, uh, there's this old car thing. Where does that fit in? So the old car is not what you're driving. Um, It's a fun little acronym that we've come up uh, with to help uh, agents remember their fiduciary duties that they owe to uh, buyers and sellers when working with them as clients. So what is the acronym? So it's old car, which stands for obedience, loyalty, disclosure, confidentiality, accounting, and reasonable care. All right. Excellent. I appreciate you telling me that because I didn't know. I just knew old car and I used to drive one a long time ago. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So you said you could work with someone who's either a buyer or a seller agent as either a buyer or seller agent, but what's a facilitator? I know that's something that you mentioned that I'm not quite clear on. Right. So even though a facilitator is sort of included in the agency classification. Um, It's technically a non-agency relationship uh, where a real estate licensee is working um, with a seller and or the buyer um, to help them come to an agreement, but they don't represent either party in the transaction. Okay, so it's different and they have a limited fiduciary responsibility What are those limited fiduciary responsibilities? Exactly. So if working as a facilitator, um, that agent still has a duty to present all of the properties uh, that they're showing them honestly and accurately. They have to disclose all known material defects, and they have a duty to account for funds. Most notably, they do not have a duty of confidentiality unless it's otherwise agreed to by the parties. Okay. Speaking of parties, how do the parties in the transaction know your role as a realtor? I thought you were going to invite me to a party, Eric. Um, well, yes, that that <laughs> was that was coming. But <laughs> so um, in Massachusetts, the at the first in-person meeting to discuss a specific property. Um, a real estate licensee is obligated to present that person uh, with the Massachusetts Mandatory Real Estate Licensee Consumer Relationship Disclosure Form, which is commonly referred to as the Agency Disclosure Form. And that form, when properly completed, is going to make sure that the parties in a transaction 
are aware of that agent's role, who they're representing, and who they owe duties to during that transaction. Okay. Now, is it true that the name of that disc- that form is the most difficult name ever? I think you could make a strong argument for that. <laughs> All right. So the last topic I want to ask you about uh, designated uh, de- designated designated agency. Easy for me to say <laughs> is so. What is a designated a- agency? Right. So designated agency, I think, is um, one of the more confusing aspects of agency relationships. I get a ton of questions about this on the hotline. Um, and designated agency uh, basically is it a choice that um, offices can make in how they're representing uh, clients in a transaction. So this is really only available to those offices that have um, at least three uh, individuals working um, as as real estate agents there. So they have to have um, a designating agent who's the person who says who's acting in what role, and they need to have somebody available to work for both a buyer and a seller. And then when, when you're designated as a buyer agent or a seller agent, you're only representing that person and you're not sharing information with anybody else in your office about that transaction okay but you what about if you're a smaller office what's your what what can you do then so if you're a smaller office um you would practice what's typically referred to as traditional agency which is where everybody in the office has the same agency relationship with a client that there's nobody in the office who can represent each side of the transaction without it being dual agency. Okay, so we'll leave dual agency for another podcast. Well, I think that's all the questions I have for you on agency. Thank you, Catherine, and I look forward to our next sidebar. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I was waiting for you to respond, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, for more information on agency or any other podcast, go to marealtor.com slash pod. And MAR Sidebar is produced and edited by Sabrina LaPointe and music by Tess Berman. Mm-hmm.